1: It's here on the Ride with Royce, he is brought to you by the Meadows at Mystic Lake. Experience perfection, golf the Meadows. Part of the murderer's row of ball talk. Here's ESPN senior columnist and podcaster Buster Olney on the Ride with Royce.
2: Buster Olney's with us. Buster, we're at the Minnesota State Fair. It's a gorgeous afternoon after two days of rain, and we probably got about 150,000 people out here, sir.
3: Man, I'm jealous. If there's a, if there's a state fair there, there's guaranteed to be a tractor pull and, uh, or an oxen pull. Either one of those things I'd sign up for to cover 12 hours a day.
2: And it's basically just the world's largest walking food festival. The
4: big, it's a
2: big rollout of news on the local TV stations in uh, early summer when they tell about the new foods that are going to be at the state fair. That's like, uh, it, it's Vermont only squared by about 10 times. Is it still
3: steamy out there, sir? Uh, <laughs> exactly. Uh, you know, and, and, and if it's not Vermont, it's South Dakota, the Brown County Fair, which I went to in Aberdeen three or four times uh, when I spent uh, time with Coach Don Meyer. And we would go there, and you're right about the food. They had a, an item there called the Tubby Burger. <laughs> and, and the challenge was if you could eat two Tubby Burgers, then you defined your, spouse, your, your place in a special class of human being.
2: So, uh, Buster, I heard an interview today with Stearns from the Brewers, and he was talking about, yes, we got some pitching problems, but when we expand the September rosters, we can divide. Basically said they can divide the game up into smaller pieces. Uh, That's all we need in baseball is more relief pitchers to divide the games up into smaller pieces. What are we going to do about September rosters?
3: Oh, my God. Well, and it's one of a... Uh, it feels like a growing list of items uh, that baseball needs to address. I think in the central office they would love to address, and you hope they get into conversations with the union to do this because, uh, look, there's no doubt it feels like that uh, MLB needs to save the uh, the analysts from the, their analytics. They yes. need to save, save the game from the analytics because it just more and more and more we're seeing this. The Tampa Bay Rays... Uh, you know, with the opener, as they refer to it, and using seven or eight pitchers in a given game. The Dodgers use nine pitchers in a given game. And look, statistically, some of it uh, certainly makes sense. They wouldn't be doing it if the numbers didn't back them up. But in terms of a product, (laughs) in terms of uh, the entertainment value of it, it's awful. And there's no doubt that there's an adjustment that needs to be made.
2: And yeah, and I would think that okay, that maybe the players would not like the fact that you are, you know, that you can't expand the roster to as much as you want. Basically, uh, maybe you could throw them the twenty-sixth player for the season, and then you could keep a reasonable number for the roster in September. But this idea of having un- endless players and pitchers to use, I think, is that's not, you know, it's been that way for a hundred years. I know that. But it's—I don't know if that's the way pennant should be decided.
3: Well, the rules have been that way for a hundred years. But what hasn't been that way, and for the the vast majority of the time, baseball has been a popular sport. Is the starting pitchers have preeminence have enjoyed yes. preeminence? They to me, they're the most important people in the game. You know the the Madison Bumgarners, the Clayton Kershaws, uh, the Jim Clot, uh, Jim Cotts, the you know Bert Blyleven, the uh, Sandy Koufax. Those guys on a given day they're the ones who are gonna sell tickets they're the ones who you want to go see pitch and they're losing that preeminence which is not only a big deal for the union because they're the ones who in the past have driven the salary structure pushed the ceiling upward but i think for the sport itself to lure in fans you know, they're the, you know, they're the Hulk Hogan's of the sport and they need to somehow figure out a way to get back to that point because I really don't think long-term baseball can afford to lose that. Baseball needs its starting pitchers to be yes. important, and we're certainly moving away from that.
2: Yeah, I'm not going to look. I, you know, I'm still, you know, if, if if I'm a, you know, not sure if I'm going to go to game or not, I look who the starting pitchers are. If Max Scherzer's in town, I'm going to go watch the game.
3: A hundred percent. And you know, baseball needs to have that. And you know, it's funny. Early in the year, I wrote a column. Uh, and my suggestion was that baseball should go to a rule where managers could be allowed, would be allowed to only use four pitchers in a given game with obvious exceptions for blowouts or injuries. And I had a couple people in baseball say to me initially, like, yeah, I, I, when I saw your thing, I thought, okay, that's just another stupid idea by a knucklehead sports writer. And then the, person said, the more that I thought about it, the more that it makes sense. And maybe it's not four, uh, you know, maybe it's five. But there needs to be some sort of an adjustment, some sort of limit, because in some respects, the pitching changes, the multiple pitchers, are becoming like 2018's version of the mound visits. Oh, right? yeah. Which, And once they changed that, everybody adjusted fine, it was all good, and I feel like that would be the case if they somehow came up with some restrictions on the number of pitchers that are being used, because I think it's really hurting the product.
2: And the players have got to be, uh, you know, rather than sitting around and making excuses and everybody sitting around and making excuses, there's a pretty dramatic attendance drop this year, and you can't blame it all on it being cold in Minnesota in April. It's, uh, you know, it hasn't picked up. And uh, in September, there's going to be some, uh, you know, 20 of your teams aren't going to draw anybody Uh, they got to look at that number and be a little, uh, you know, say, okay, something dramatic has to happen
3: here. I totally agree with you. I do think that the whole issue with the pitchers and the loss of the preeminence of the starting pitcher is a part of it. Uh, And let's face it, the tanking uh, issue is increasingly a part of it. You have in the American League. Uh, As we sit here today, it looks pretty clear. You know, the five teams are going to be in the postseason, and we haven't even stepped into September yet. And that's a problem. And when you have a lot of teams that are just absolutely dreadful because their front offices decide that they don't want to compete and they slash their payroll down to the bone. And, you know, I was around the Orioles over the weekend. They're going to do that going forward. They may be looking at multiple seasons where they're losing 110 games. That's not a good product. Uh, You know, that situation that happened last week where – uh, or ten days ago, where the Phillies and the Mets were playing, and this practice of using position players as, as pitchers because uh, you run out of relievers somehow, uh, and, and it turns into slow pitch softball when Scott Kingery, the Phillies' their shortstop, is thrown fifty miles an hour. Yeah, that's not a good product, and all of this needs to be addressed.
2: Uh, it, you know, that's right. And my theory—I I got a wacky theory. I—if uh, I, you have—if you have twelve pitchers. You can have a twenty-six player roster. If you have thirteen pitchers, you can have a twenty-five player roster. That's my. Uh, you gotta. You gotta try to convince people to have fewer pitchers on the roster. Somehow, I, I don't know what it's going to be, but uh, I. To me, that's the biggest problem in the game. Uh, beyond. Uh, beyond and, the and other I'm thing, by the way, we Patrick,
3: just, that we have not seen the union push harder to to uh, to your point because. Look, as as the, uh, re- the more and more relievers are being used, it kind of reminds you of how running backs are being deployed in the NFL where, you know, yes. there are really, with a, with a very few exceptions, like in Adrian Peterson uh, when he was in his prime, for the most part now teams are using three, four, five running backs and they're not willing to pay them. Well, the same thing is beginning to develop with baseball and with pitching, that, you know what, let's just train... 12, uh, or you know, in our organization, 25 pitchers, and all we're going to do is have them throw as hard as they possibly can, and when they burn out, we'll reach for the next guy. We're not really <laughs> too reliant on any one pitcher. And again, the statistics back up the logic behind it, but in terms of an entertainment product, it's not good.
2: We had the A's in town for four games last weekend. I have never seen an approach to hitting like Chris Davis's. <laughs> he basically, I mean, he is doing the launch angle lift from uh, right back on his back hip straight up in the air. He only has one thought, and that's, am I going to hit a home run in this at bat? It's the dangest thing I've ever seen.
3: Yeah, and he probably is, uh, you know, sort of a, a symbol of his generation, right? Yes. Uh, I, I, Covered a player, did that one year in 1996. Brady Anderson with the Orioles, he'd never hit more than 21 homers, and he hit 50 in 1996, and he never came even close to that again. And at the end of that year, the, the hitting coach, Rick Downs, said to me, he said, I've never seen anything like it. The guy swung as hard as he possibly could <laughs> on every pitch that he swung at, regardless of what the count was, and it worked. Yeah. And now, uh, you, you know, you have a lot of hitters like Chris Davis who are taking that approach. But uh, unfortunately, I think it's when we look at the attendance numbers, that's also part of the issue. I think fans want to see the ball put in play more.
2: I happened to run into Eddie Gardado after the Sunday game here, and Eddie said, man, if he hits a home run off you, it's your fault.
1: He said, man,
2: this guy can be pitched to, he said. But uh, if you make a mistake, it goes uh, amazing places. The A's, there are some uh, great stories in baseball, even with all the problems, and the A's might be number one, huh?
3: Yeah, and look, they just lost a walk-off game to the Astros in the final game of their series, but it looks like they're going to make the playoffs. It very much looks like they're going to play the Yankees in the wild card game, and and, man, they're a lot of fun. I talked to Blake Trine in their closer earlier today uh, about the team, and uh, you know, we talked about how last year when they played well, there was a sense there that you know what we could be better, and when they get off this slow start, they were surprised. And now that they're playing well, I, you know Blake made it sound like for the players uh, they didn't aren't really that surprised that they're this effective because you have guys like Matt Chapman, their third baseman, who is statistically the best defender in the game right now with his great play at third base. And my favorite story about him is uh, he, he when he was a, a sophomore in high school, he was a backup. It's shortstop at it his high school in California to another guy who turned out to be pretty good, Nolan Arnato. Really? So Nolan Arnotto might <laughs> be the best defensive third baseman, and Matt Chapman might be the second best or vice versa, but those two guys played high school ball together.
2: I, I did not know that. Hey, uh, but they did. I see Brett Anderson back on the DL for the 37th time in his career, and uh, Manea on the DL, too. So slapping that pitching staff together might get a little harder.
3: Yeah, and look, they've relied on a lot of guys like Trevor Cahill, who couldn't find the plate today, uh, and a great bullpen. And again, you talk about unlikely stories. Blake Trinan, to me, is the most unlikely path of any player uh, in Major League Baseball. This is someone who played NAI baseball, transferred to University of Arkansas to try to walk onto that team, was not allowed to go, go through a tryout, was referred to the head coach at South Dakota State, by a coach who saw him yes. work out. He was drafted in twenty third round and the Marlins backed out of his their deal with him. They said because it was inflammation his shoulder was most likely just to save money. There were probably ten times in his career when it would have made sense for him to walk away from the game, but he stuck with it and now he's one of the best relievers in baseball.
2: Uh the uh the Red Sox, uh they're not there's no reason to really be puckered up yet, but uh they they've been through this before.
3: Yeah, and look, they are, uh, obviously, there's reason to be concerned with Chris Sale being out. He, I was seeing some tweets from some of the beat writers for the Red Sox today. He's up to throwing 120 feet, and they'll work him back in September. And, you know, this uh, time when he's been down could turn out to be a blessing in disguise for a pitcher who's typically tired at the end of the year. And, and look, I, I, the Yankees gained some ground over the last few weeks in the standings, but they're still six games behind in the loss column, And they, you know, in in typical Yankee fashion, they've been very conservative with their guys, and they're not rushing to get, you know, an Aaron Judge back. They're not rushing Gary Sanchez or Didi Gregorius. I I think that both of these teams are, you know, feeling good about the place they're in. The Yankees, I think, are at peace with the idea that they're going to be the wild card team. They're just trying to make sure their players are healthy for October.
2: Okay, here's my, uh, I've been uh, hacking the twins up a little bit for their behavior here. Uh, down the stretch. Here's my number one problem with them. You got a player who's a 28 or 9 years old, Eddie Escobar, who's turned himself into a hell of a player. Uh, he's extremely popular player. He's assignable for the next year. And yet, uh, because of this new philosophy of baseball that we always, if we're not winning, we always have to be rebuilding. Uh, they, they end up trading him, and they got a couple of decent suspects uh, in that trade. But this is something that uh, even five years ago wouldn't have happened on Big God. On. If you had a player like that, you would keep him if he was signable, and uh, they don't they do not do it that way anymore.
3: Yeah, and that was a surprise because if you look at payroll flexibility in, in the years moving forward, I mean, the Twins and the Phillies might be one and two in that regard in terms of long-term obligations, that the Twins certainly have money, and you're right in identifying this sort of working philosophy the teams have, have had, uh, and I think it was popularized by what the Astros and the Cubs did. Teams now believe either you're all in or all out. Yeah. After the Nationals the other day uh, traded Danny Murphy and they traded uh, uh, Matt Adams uh, you know, in a waiver deal, I it's, heard from so many executives now saying, you know what, if you're going to trade those guys, then get rid of everybody else. Trade Bryce Harper. Trade all the yeah. furniture. Uh, and I get the logic behind the strategy. Some, in some cases, I agree with it. But I agree with you. I think that uh, you have to, and Dayton Moore, the Royals, I think, really had a great way of looking at this. He said, if you stop looking at this game, um, as if you uh, understand how it looks through the eyes of a ten or eleven year old kid yeah. who's following a team, you're losing something, and that's the thing about the twins, especially with Joe Mauer, as uh, we near the end of his contract. They have to think about, okay, who are fans going to come to watch play? And yet, uh, as you say, an affordable player who's popular with the fans, who's a good player, yeah, a surprise they moved him.
2: All right, Buster, thanks for your time, sir. Thanks, Patrick. All right, the great Buster only, uh ESPN and ESPN.com. Next week, Tom Kelly and Tim Kirchin on the best baseball talk in
1: town. Now first down, snap to Rogers. throws the right side,
3: Nelson leaping left, end zone,
1: touchdown! Well, folks, what an adjustment to the football on the back shoulder. Jordy Nelson spinning high in the air to beat Bakari Rambo in the corner of the end zone. 15 yard touchdown play. It's 30 to nothing Green Bay. I'll be glad when all of
2: now it may sound like we're made, we're declaring Aaron Rodgers to be the sports person of the day for what occurred over
1: there with his contract. Well, that's what people expect at this time.
2: Danica Patrick is today's sports person <laughs> of the day because she has—I uh, I don't well, know—she was
0: just a sports person a couple weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, but
2: she—you know—she's probably financially in good shape, but uh, she has latched herself on to Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> and between now. Now, today is August 29th.
0: Yeah, the boy. Correct.
2: Uh, two days. Let's see. How many days left in this year? You got your two. You got your 30. That's 32. I Here was told go. there you would got, be no you math. Got, you got three, 30 more. Yep. Uh, that's uh, 62. Yep. And then you got 31. Between now and the next 93 days, on the next 93 days, Aaron Rodgers is going to receive $67 million. What a country. Or is it 68? 67. I think 67. 67, 67, yeah. $67 million on the new contract he signed today. Uh, I don't think it fully kicks in till the year after next, right? But it's right. an extension. Worth uh, 135 million, but a lot of it's coming right now, and then they—it's they, 103 they,
0: guaranteed. They, I they, believe. S- they
2: stretch it out, yep. and uh, yes, and part of the 103 guaranteed he's getting now is a signing bonus, and it all adds up to 67. <laughs> so, million what
1: dollars. you're saying, if I'm hearing you correctly, is. Congratulations, Danica. Well, you are I mean. saying that, but you're also saying those cheap wolves need to step up <laughs> yes. and give Kirk Cousins More a contract. More money. Yes. More money. I, uh, the, uh,
2: 67 million he'll receive this year. Oh. Is more than the guaranteed money of everybody but like seven players in the NFL, right? Yeah. Seventy the sixty seven. But old you know what? Now. He's good. Viking fans knowing he's, he's good.
0: He's very good. He's arguably the best quarterback in football. He deserves it.
2: Yeah, but uh man alive. It's nice to uh nice to see them squirm over I was there. talking
0: about this because the news broke when we took the
1: Hubbard shuttle on our way over here and I was talking with uh, borderline uh, bandwagon Packer fan John Height about this <laughs> yes. and he said that he's very shocked because they need to spend a lot of money on that terrible defense that they have in Green Bay
2: yeah but it does seem that Aaron says oh you're gonna pay me I you know I mean, you <laughs> you've, my- you've had me go through all these years without uh, you know Paying me what I well, a what I'm worth and B not surrounding me with enough yeah, great. Look at
0: that team last him. year without him. Yeah, exactly. Yes. I think he went to the front office and said, "Did you see Brett Hundley play last year?" <laughs> <Right>.
2: <laughs> who who by the way got traded today? Right, to the Seattle to the, Seahawks. Seattle correct, for a what? sixth rounder yeah. or something. They they must need a backup. I don't know who was their backup.
1: Seattle? Seattle? I oh, know. that's right. They had the Boykin kid, didn't they, from the TCU? TCU. Yeah. And, right. then he, and got he got in into trouble, trouble off yeah. the yep.
0: field or whatever. But mm-hmm. now the backup for Aaron Rodgers? Deshaun Kaiser. Oh, my God. Yeah, but
2: he's probably better than Hundley, don't you think?
0: <laughs> well, that's well, like I, I start I a game for the Browns. Well, what
2: they know is if if, if somebody uh, breaks uh, Aaron Rodgers' uh, shoulder with a cheap shot again, uh, then...
0: Uh, <laughs> then uh, <laughs> yeah, but... <laughs> You love to get the, the old sideways face. troll right there, baby.
2: <laughs> you're going to miss him. Admit it. You're yes. going to miss the sideways <laughs> troll, right? That's all Where the... else are you going to get the sideways troll? When knows? you're asking
1: if Deshaun Kaiser is better than Brett Honley, that's like yeah. saying is yeah. sleepy taller than dopey. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're they're both terrible.
2: Yeah, right. by comparison. But he's staying in Green Bay for his whole career now, so uh, good for what him. What is
1: he, 33?
2: Uh, four, I think. 34. 34.
0: Okay. Yeah, he'll be 35 in December.
2: I, okay. No we don't hear as much about his workout regimen as we do with Brady but obviously he still runs well
0: so yeah with Brady we doing... hear about the avocado ice cream and yeah, stuff and the, like uh, that
2: and but... the uh, crazy uh, you know guy that uh, his trainer who <laughs> caused the whole riff here with uh, with Belichick. Belichick but yeah. uh, it is incredible that these they were cooked man quarterbacks were cooked at this age now and they just keep yeah. you know they keep going on if you know if you know what you're, uh, if you know what you're seeing when you get uh, when you go up and uh, look over the defense, you can stay a long time. And, and if I think you the, can read what they're doing
0: to you. And I think the way the league has made the the made the game so quarterback friendly now too it's now, allowed now for you, these guys you, to, you, to play at a higher level for that guy careers. that
2: the guy from the Vikings who basically we we would need a scale to tell whether he put. 60% of his weight on the quarterback or yep. not, or 70%, got fined $20,000, and he's making no money. How can they he's get away with that? Fighting
0: for a roster spot. Yeah,
2: how can they get away with that?
0: Anyway, well, well, you your guy, money, Roger right? Goodell, you gave uh, him all well, the power. And
2: I'm telling you, the reason for these outrageous fines it, based on nothing is to make it a big issue the next time so that they, they negotiate have, so, that they won't talk so they about don't guaranteed have to contracts. Get, yes. get, get guaranteed contracts. They wanna, and they're going to say our big triumph is we're now going to have neutral arbitration. On fines, yep. and oh, by the way, the owners are still going to keep screwing you on your contracts and not it.
1: You know, one of my favorite uh, things on the internet is the Twitter account of Freezing Cold Takes, which yes. today had an absolute field day. The one on Rogers yeah. on the uh, on the Aaron Rodgers contract signing when they went back and found, I believe it was Todd McShay and Ormel Kuiper touting. The 2008, the 2008 draft selection, the second round of Brian Brom, Brom. for the Green Bay Packers <laughs> when Aaron Rodgers was still they on said the bench.
2: He's a, he's a, they said he was a he was a better choice yep. than uh, Aaron Rodgers. Yep. Yes, who was at the end? Of the, hey, uh, a lot of people convinced Aaron Rodgers was somehow going into that draft. There was speculation he was going to go first, to and Alex writers. Smith ended up going. And he fell and fell and fell and fell to the point that the Packers almost Vikings had to take him. passed on
1: him twice. That's,
2: well, that's okay because who do we have? Then? We had
0: Dante at the time. Wow! Oh, yeah, they, you know, Dante was coming you, off. You that. know
2: what? I saw something that I either really forgotten season. or never knew. Huh? I was looking at the baseball draft yesterday for some reason. Oh, I don't know why. From, from whatever year that was, <laughs> Dante nineteen. 19- uh, ninety-five draft. or six out of high school, he was a thirty-third round draft choice. Oh, in he baseball. was! I never really in
1: baseball. Yeah, he. Was Who a, took him? The Yankees.
2: Uh, might have been <laughs> the Yankees yeah. draft everybody. They do. Remember. They just draft. So athletes. he would have went. He would have been going coming out of high school about ninety-five out of he, he State at Central
0: Florida. Was he a pitcher? Was he an outfielder? What was he?
2: Uh, I think he was a position player, but I can't remember. But it was. Uh, I, I, I don't even know who the hell I was looking up, ninety five ninety six, but but uh, there I saw Dante Culpepper was, uh, was a was he Was it one of those uh, Royce
1: early morning restroom visits and you just got bored or what? No,
2: no, I was actually looking up for uh, some show prep. Ah. And then I came out and stepped in cow poop <laughs> and forgot all about everything.
1: <laughs> they pretty much threw me off for the entire rest. No more animals. <laughs> yes.
2: What do we, we don't need animals. God,
1: I got it, I got him going again. We
2: don't need them. What, who's animals? <laughs> Entertained by an animal. Come on. You get these people come out here to watch the show on the fair, and you're going to show them a sheep. Who the hell needs a sheep? We've all seen a sheep. We've all seen a cow. What the hell is the entertainment value of bringing them to a radio show.
0: You are easier to no agitate than my three-year-old. Value. I'm just hoping he's very no, careful with the SH words that he's no, using right now. <laughs> no entertainment
2: value in bringing a an animal over here. You know, if you're going to bring over a serpent, a python, okay. See you later. And by the way, they don't poop out in front here. That's right. And uh, leave a big mess. So...
0: The ride with Royce he carries on live from the Minnesota State Fair. Johnny Hite joins us with a sports update.
1: Sorry, sorry, thank, Johnny. Thank you, man. You're wearing orange. You're thank not you too, yeah, yeah. well, the Josh. The you know what? I'm what? sorry, but I'm looking at MLB trade rumors right now. I don't have time oh. to pay oh, attention you to you and your nerd. I
4: understand. Uh, Twins Indians again tonight in Kendris Cleveland. Kendrick
1: Morales, by the way, he passed through waivers. If you're
0: curious,
4: oh, it's such
0: a, a nerd, Reavers. Yeah. Just stop.
4: Cleveland took the series opener last night. Tonight, Cole Stewart still looking for that first major league win. Pitches for the Twins tonight, Ratty, uh, righty Adam. <laughs> Boy, that was a Freudian slip. <laughs> righty Adam Plutko pitches for the Twins uh, for the Indians. I'm sorry. There we go. Today in Major League Baseball, one of those two teams. <laughs> He's <laughs> going out there. Wait, what was that last name again, John? Plutko. Yep. P-L-U-T-K-O. I think that's Plutko. what that Scottish
1: cow did out here before. Plutko, yep.
4: <laughs> Pat stepped in the Plutko. Uh, today, Tyler White hit a walk-off home run. The Astros beat the A's 5-4. to four. Uh, That puts them up again two and a half games, right, in the uh, American League West?
0: That's going to be a fun race for yep. that division, uh, huh?
4: man. The uh, resumed game, the Cubs and Mets. Uh, they stopped that last night, uh, but they did resume it today. Cubs ended up winning two to one. How about Jacob Degrom? Uh huh.
1: He had he was flawless again last night. Yeah. Drove in the
4: only run for the Mets, and still had a no decision. Well, he's had about ten in a row where he's pitched great and he gets no decisions ever he, because well, the Mets are so bad. They are
1: that bad, yeah. especially when yeah. he pitches. It's it's are they, unbelievable. Are they going to trade him and Syndergaard this winter? Uh-huh. Well, they
4: they still have a lot of control, I believe, left over both well, they, of those they're, guys. They're awful. Yeah, they though. are bad. They have they are nothing bad. else. They are bad. Uh, the Mets did uh, come back to win the second game of that, the normally scheduled game. The final in that one, 10-3. Mets. So they
1: scored 10 runs uh-huh. when he
4: didn't pitch. They only scored one when he did. Uh, that's funny. Uh, Kansas... That's good. Kansas City beat Detroit. I'm over here. 9-2. to two. The Twins did announce their home schedule for the next training. That's 2019 we're talking, folks. Uh, catchers and pitchers report February 13th for their first workout. The first full squad workout Monday, February 18th. Uh, the Twins' 2019 spring schedule includes 33 games, starting with opening night at CenturyLink Sports Complex against the Tampa Bay Rays February 23rd. I will say this, by the way. For February 23rd is their first uh, game in, in... Holy cow,
1: but do you know when they
4: leave? Because uh, they play
2: back here March 28th. They're not stopping some stupid place to play on the
4: way, right? That I'm not aware of. I didn't okay. look to be truthful right. that far. Probably, in.
2: probably March 25th. you know how much money that costs the Fort Myers area by them leaving a week early than what they used to? I suppose, I mean, yeah. yeah.
1: Well, Pat, I was down there for that last couple of days. And, well, there was a, a lot of people there, but then they finished in Boston and. Then they they were gone. Because yeah. they started the season so early this year. Yes, that's true.
4: One other baseball note, uh, the Braves have picked up another bat. Uh, they uh, have acquired Lucas Duda from the Kansas oh, yeah. City Royals. Lucas
2: has been moved. No, Lucas was, he wasn't with Kansas City. He, he was with was
4: yeah, yeah, so, Kansas City. Yeah. He signed a one-year deal with just, Kansas City.
2: Oh, I'm thinking of uh, the guy from uh,
4: Miami, the, the other big lug of a left oh, hand born, bat. Uh, yeah, born. Yeah, born Philly, oh. You went to Philly. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Excuse-
2: I got those two moved up. They're the same guy.
4: <laughs> <laughs> uh Congratulations! If you missed it last night, to the St. Paul Saints, who uh, they are now in the playoffs with their win. I believe
2: Mr. Beck will be with us uh, either tomorrow or the next day. One of the the two. I think tomorrow, five thirty.
1: You mentioned this earlier, Pat. We had uh, the cleanup hitter for the New Market Muskies in studio here just a little bit ago. You wanted to see the operation. Yeah. You know what the Lake City Town Ball Team nickname is? Uh, serpents. And they are the, the serpents. serpents.
2: How did I know that? Only because I got an email about them. First time they've been in the state tournament in yeah. like 45 years.
1: There were something. The uh, the local, the radio station, <laughs> KCHK, was doing highlights of it. They, they kept saying the Serpents. I'm like, oh, i got to get a t-shirt yeah. for <laughs> Rice. They're here. the Serpents, yeah.
4: <laughs> Lots of uh, football news today. Vikings wide receiver Caleb Jones is in the Dakota County Jail. Probable cause of felony level theft and misdemeanor level domestic assault. He hasn't been formally charged. The Vikings say they're aware of what's going on and will provide comment once they he's, have more uh, information. He's
2: one of the Mr. Mankato uh, candidates. I can't remember one of somebody picked him, Mr. Mankato. I don't like his chances. No, I don't. Well, it's going to be Bebe, up, right? Unless he ends up in the Nicollet County Jail, I don't think uh, <laughs> he's going to be Mr. Mankato.
1: bb you don't think it's going to be?
4: Oh, or you're talking about Jones. I no, gotcha.
2: Jones was.
1: Jones.
4: Uh, former Viking quarterback Teddy Bridgewater traded today by the New York Jets to the New Orleans Saints. Shocker,
1: shocker. It's
0: a little bit surprising.
4: Does but he have, have a big cap number hit, though, if he makes the
1: regular
0: season roster? I don't, I don't think, think so. Five million. Yeah, oh, I, I thought it was more than that. I okay, him okay, five million.
4: Uh, the Saints will send a third-round pick, according to the NFL Network, to the Jets. Uh, as you talked about, Aaron Rodgers will be under center for the Green Bay Packers for a long time. A four-year extension, one hundred and three million of that is guaranteed. He still has two eat, years. Eat your heart two.
2: out, Olivia Munn. <laughs>
4: <laughs> uh, with the new extension, that would mean Rodgers would likely uh, be with the Packers till he's forty years old. Uh, and so he g- signs with the Vikings when he's forty. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah, that's <laughs> happened before. As you guys also mentioned, the Packers making a trade. They traded Brett Hundley, last year's guy who ended up playing when Rodgers got hurt. Uh, he goes to the Seattle Seahawks in exchange for Hundley. Green Bay gets a 2019 sixth round. Does this mean Joe Callahan's
2: coming back again, Johnny,
4: as a third-teamer? No, they had another third-teamer. Oh, I read Tolzien, about this one. is he coming back? No. Oh, That's somebody I did not recognize as a
1: third-teamer. Remember when McCarthy stood up there because he was getting the Colin Kaepernick Yo, question. Oh, he said, I've put a lot of work into Joe Callahan. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: It's like, okay. Mike, nobody believes you. Be right. Quiet. Uh, federal prosecutors in Philadelphia say Browns linebacker Michael Kendricks used insider trading tips from an acquaintance to make about 1.2 That's million guy's bucks.
2: brother, right? Yeah,
4: yeah, Eric Kendricks' brother, yeah. 1.2 million illegal profits in four major trading deals. U.S. Attorney William McSwain said co-defendant Delamar Sonoike was paid ten grand in kickbacks as well as perks like tickets to Eagles games. Uh, Kendricks is the brother of Eric Kendricks, the Vikings linebacker. And if, you might remember, he stopped here. He had a free agent yeah. visit with the Vikings during the offseason. Yeah, season. but the cheap Wilson didn't sign him, John. <laughs> he <has>. ended up <laughs> signing with <laughs> Cleveland. He's a,
2: this is a trouble, though. They didn't take him to the road game with him today. So, no. all right, John, that's
4: enough. All right. right, yeah, Thank you. you've been talking. Thank you. You've been
2: hogging. Want oh hogging the stage here,
1: Johnny. <laughs> well, time for you to go get some beer. The ride with Roycey
3: now continues. giving them the business. It's time for late hits.
2: Uh, the Great Outdoors Show will be coming up uh, right after we're done here. I believe they're back in the studio. Or yes, they I will not? be
0: back uh, in studio, yes.
2: Uh, Dennis Anderson, Jess Myers, and the topic is... Cow poop. Uh, the, the, soon, <laughs> the soon-to-start duck and goose season and the dove season, which uh, starts in early September. Took a long time to get a dove season in Minnesota. And uh, they finally got one, and now I don't think it's turned out to be as popular as people thought it was going to be. And uh, but the goose se- the duck season will uh, be starting a little bit. And uh, I got nothing against duck- ducks, but get out there and hunt those geese. <laughs> if you got a chance to kill them, kill them, okay? Because they serve no purpose. They could be down here making get a complete rid of mess. The geese, they, they are sky be, carp. They are sky carp. They are. They could be. <laughs> Keeping a complete mess. I always said that on a Saturday, every year on a Saturday, okay, just a random Saturday, you tell everyone in the Twin Cities to stay in
1: their house, right? Don't, oh, God, I and know we're going to go no. out. Oh, no. You no. can
2: start. Anybody that wants to can start blasting geese. No! <laughs> so,
0: no. It's like, it's, all so it's like, the... in, in some ways, Stay it's kind of like... house! So it's kind of like the movie The Purge, right? You sell the movie The <laughs> Purge, right? I didn't see The Purge. Well, The Purge was this movie where... You once a year. Once a year, violence, you right? could have, you know, people could... Close off their houses, and then you know, you know everything you know, is. The everything people, is legal. we
2: got Bassett Creek near us, you know, and then the little pond down there. You could go down and get
1: a hundred of them. You know, right? God help us all. By the way, what? we had a, a former radio personality turned congressman on the show with Joe earlier, yeah, Jason boy, Lewis. Thank, uh, oh, God, God help us if, if God God help us if after your radio career you decide to run for Congress <laughs> in some way. The, would, the loss I got you would try to announce. used to geese. Yes.
2: <laughs> Uh, Everybody
1: you know, duck and cover. Yes, yeah,
2: just stay home. Uh, you know, it, in fact, it wouldn't have to be all day Saturday. Sure. I'm like, you know, they like to get up early in
0: the morning. Six a.m. Six a.m. A.
2: M. to two in the afternoon. Shoot all the geese you want. <laughs> that is the right? one. That you is, can't leave them lay there though. You got to take them home. You that is the one
0: drawback
1: of living out where I do because you know, brown, you know, late or late summer, early fall. Oh you got the windows open, it's a nice cool oh, night, then gunshots mom. ring. That's okay. Six o'clock. Kill in the morning. Kill uh, they used to, when I was a kid, man, God. if you
2: saw one lone goose the uh, said flying high <laughs> over you, oh look at that magnificent creature. You knew he was. Now you saying, get out of my yard. <laughs> Stop pooping in my yard, you <laughs> damn monsters. <laughs> Now, that's our first late hit. Okay. One more late hit, and this is a topic for discussion. Oh. I think that one of the great moments of recent Gopher football history and probably the most excitement we've had in this new football stadium was the TCU opener in 2015. They were a highly rated team. It was a hell of a game. That place was full. It was jumping. And okay, they got beat, right? And Jerry ended up having but it was quit a close game. it was a close game. But it was a hell game. of a game. It caused conversation about that team. And now, uh, three years later, they're going to open with a victory. Hooray, hooray. New Mexico State. The actual crowd there is going to be low thirty thousands, no matter what they announce. To grow, they've, you must fail. They've only sold twenty-one or 2,000 season tickets. Yeah. They're going to be running all over campus, giving away tickets to students, trying to get them to go to the game. And they might tell you there's 40,000 there. They'll be lying. There's going to be 30,000 people there, and they're playing a team that rushed for a minus nine yards last Saturday against wyoming they got out they got beat 29 to 7 and it could have been 500 and nothing <laughs> they didn't cross the 50 yard line until three minutes were left in the game or two minutes
0: but they're a dangerous football the, team,
2: they're man. a dangerous football team and people who think that this is the way to schedule are idiots we're one of the least experienced and youngest football teams Yes, and you should play somebody significant that can create some excitement on that first Thursday of the season like TCU did. Jerry Kill didn't want to play him, but I got news for him. Walking off the field that night, there was some excitement involved. in Well, Go part for of football. that, too,
0: was Jerry and Gary Patterson are pretty close. Right? Yeah, like Jerry but, was in...
2: but, but Jerry, they were buddies, but he didn't want to play him. Right. He, uh, they they tried to pass that along, but Norwood scheduled that game behind his back, basically.
1: You know, so I think I got you. I got I got you, Pat. What could really bring up uh, some interest is.
2: We need some quarterbacks coming in here. Yep, yep. Oh, we got one. Uh, Vic Veramontes. This guy <laughs> By the way, to... I looked up Vic. And, How's he uh, doing? hes uh, They haven't played yet, but Hit. he's uh, looking sharp at a linebacker. Oh, good. At, uh, wherever the hell. Just needs to, get his,
1: got, needs to get his timing down. I tried
2: to look it up to see how he was doing, not that I'm the kind of guy that it, it,
1: would, it,
0: would bring, it, bring that up I mean, on social, social media. <laughs> salt wound, Did but... his tape make you say, wow, that's what I wanted to
2: know. Uh, <laughs> you know, he got a haircut, though. He's not Is walking he really? around with the big cat, no. so he looks a little humble. So, All right, anyway, play TCU. Don't play New Mexico State. That's my advice. Do you have the time to listen to me whine?
3: Now, on the Ride with Roycey, let's hear the boys' daily complaints.
1: Ravers, you got anything to complain about? You know, boys... It finally hit me today on a couple of fronts. It was, I think, a little bit with the cooler weather yesterday and the fact I got to shut my AC off today. And the fact that we had our first teacher meeting with my son's oh. first grade. Summer's over! Yeah, oh yeah. It hit me today like, oh my god, summer's over! Yes, and you know what? This one I thought it was
2: kind of waddling along, and then we got to about the middle of July,
1: and it just went. Sh- oh man, this last just, couple uh, of weeks has absolutely just, flown just by. Just And I love fall; it's my favorite season of the of the year. But you know, when summer's over, it's kind of a bummer a little bit. You know. You know why I don't like fall? Because you know it's coming. There's <laughs> <laughs> winter's next. That's why I don't
2: like it. And the days keep increasing, uh. and you're dry. Well, you know what? I you know this isn't a daily complaint, but. I was going to say, and when I'm driving home from work, it's dark. But I don't have to worry about that anymore. <laughs> hey, what do I got to complain about? That's good. I can drive home anytime I want oh, to. Oh, that's
1: a good Pretty point, soon. Patrick. That's, that's a right. Good Another point. rose-colored look at
2: life. Guess what? Me.
1: I'm going home from work at noon. <laughs> yes, I
2: can. I can go home anytime I want to. Uh, Manny, you got a daily complaint. I do, Michael. Uh, outside of doing four hours with John. <laughs> oh, my God.
0: You had to do that again today. Well, did you I did, survive? I did, I did the full four hours today. I just did two hours. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Two hours, two hours four tomorrow. Four tomorrow, two tomorrow. How two much tomorrow.
1: time was spent on the kicker controversy? That None.
0: We didn't talk about it. Oh, come on. Stuff. No, come on. not at all. Bring it up. Not at all. Well, I'll then bring, you I'll didn't do your tomorrow. job, Manny. I'll bring it up <laughs> All
2: of you out there in listener land, pray that Carlson oh, yes. misses a couple of kicks again tomorrow just to get old <laughs> Judd worked up. The Friday show will be worth it. He will have another panic attack. <laughs> uh, cli- cli- a nice little... Doink off the left yes. of goalpost from about the thirty-two. That'd be great.
0: Uh, my daily complaint, though, gentlemen, is uh, it was something me and Judd did talk about this morning, and uh, it comes with uh, former Twins and Padres pitcher Phil Hughes what? on uh, Twitter. Did you guys see this? No. What did he do? He uh, he put out a Twitter that said, "You know, give me give me your your most unpopular opinion." Then he quote tweeted himself and said, "I'll give you mine." Fenway and Wrigley are trash. Oh no! And then he goes, and then people, you know, people of Yo, course are lightning right, into right, him right. and everything. And somebody asked him, well, "Well, why do you think that way?" And he says. The same reason your really old car is bad. <laughs> so
2: well, I think he's he's a character. But, but his he reasoning seems lo- was
0: he's what? Well, his reasoning was the clubhouse. Lousy, he was, clubhouse. Was lousy yeah. clubhouses. Yeah, he
2: seems uh, he seems lonely. He's been on Twitter more since he got released, but
1: because uh, he's with nobody right he's now. He's got uh, yeah, was he got? Correct,
2: two yeah. more left or just one more at thirteen? Right?
1: I can't remember, but uh, good God for him. God love him. He's a
0: good guy.
1: But <laughs> yeah. they've redone Wrigley a little bit. You know, I guess I don't know if they
2: they haven't been. done the visitors. Club. Oh Oh, they, have they say okay. they're going to but uh that might
1: no, no, be no. last on their list oh it is last that yeah. the press
2: box the two most unimportant uh things
1: to uh <laughs> to the Cubs. what's your daily complaint
2: that i'm not Louis nanny that's my <laughs> complaint we had louie out here again he stopped by the fair before he goes to norway for two weeks on a cruise and when he comes back who the hell knows where he'll be right Some, he'll be somewhere warm playing golf uh I want to be Louie when I grow
1: up. We all should want to be Louie when we grow up. The
2: man who doesn't know if he's working or on vacation because they're the same thing. All righty. We'll do this again tomorrow and Friday, and then I'm done with this place.
1: Done with it. More cows at the state fair here. 1500 ESPN is KSTP, St. Paul, Minneapolis. The Ride with Roycey, the final two shows live from the Minnesota State Fair will begin and back at it again tomorrow. Until then, we'll talk to you tomorrow.